Somehow or other, Smrite, by remembering Yasmin, whom Dushkara, difficult things, Sukara, easy, Avet, become Bismrite, by forgetting him, Viparitam, just the opposite, Syat, become Sri Chaitanya. Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Namami, I offer my respectful obeisances. Come unto him. Shilapopad's translation Things that are very difficult to do become easy to execute. If one somehow or other simply remembers Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, but if one does not remember him, even easy things become very difficult. To this, Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I offer my respectful obeisances. In Prabhupada's purport, you'll find that in his when he refers to difficult things, he refers to philosophers who have a difficulty in understanding that, that life comes from life, philosophical point. But what to say, just difficult things like how to figure out just the complications of just the, just the issues of daily life, whether it's with our health or interpersonally or with environment, whatever it is, just whatever is difficult to deal with, you know, figuring out how to fix the plumbing. Um, the mind does well if it's under the shelter of Lord Chaitanya, otherwise it's a very uh, difficult and uh, anxiety-ridden realm that we are in. By default, there's anxiety and stress surrounding. It's all in the environment. So, in this verse, it's really encouraging this principle. Sweetly, remember Lord Chaitanya. The Prophet says in his purport, in his book, Chaitanya Tendramrita, Srila Prabodhananda Saraswati says, one who receives a little favor from the Lord becomes so exalted that he does not care even for liberation, which is sought out after many great scholars and philosophers. Similarly, a devotee of Lord Chaitanya considers residence in the heavenly planets a willow Lewis. He surpasses the, mis the perfection of mystic yoga power because for him the senses are like snakes with broken fangs. A snake is a very fearful and dangerous animal because of his poisonous fangs. But if these things are broken, the appearance of a snake is no cause for fear. The yoga principles are meant to control the senses. But there is no scope for the senses of one engaged in the service of the Lord to be dangerous like snakes. These are the gifts of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So what are the gifts of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? Um, the little receiving the little favor of the Lord, that one does not even care for liberation. And then he surpasses the mystic yoga because for him the senses are like snakes with broken fangs. A snake is a very fearful and dangerous animal because of his poison fangs. So that's compared to like the uncontrolled senses. But if these fangs are broken, 
The appearance of a snake is no cause for fear. So if one is jitendriya, if one's senses are controlled, then even in the presence of objects that can allure one, there's no fear because the sense of the things have been broken. The yoga principles are meant to control the senses. Indriyani, uh, yoga indriyani samyami. Yoga is control of the sense, means control of the senses. So that's, that's like an active process that yogis are doing. But there is no scope for the senses of one engaged in the service of the Lord to be dangerous like snakes. These are the gifts of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So receiving that gift, we know we're receiving that gift when there's no scope for the senses of one, meaning that we're, we're really actually receiving that gift and engaging in service uh, when there's no more scope for the senses. Uh, there's, there's, uh, there's no more danger, just like these things have been taken out. So quite a, uh, you can say, a benchmark of you know, an awareness of where we're at in our evolution in bhakti, in our bhakti practice. The Hari Bhakti Vilas confirms that difficult things become easy to understand if one remembers Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and easy things become very difficult to understand if one forgets him. We actually see that even those who are very great scientists in the eyes of the general public cannot understand the very simple idea that life comes from life because they do not have the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. They defend the false understanding that life comes from matter, although they cannot prove that this is a fact. Modern civilization, therefore, progressing on the basis of this false scientific theory is simply creating problems to be solved by the so-called scientists. The author of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita takes shelter of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He described the pastimes of, the, of his appearance as a child because one cannot write such transcendental literature by mental speculation. One who writes about the Supreme Personality of Godhead must be especially favored by the Lord, simply by academic qualification. qualifications. It is not possible to write such literature. <laughs> Shri Rupam Sabrajatam Sadhanarabhunatam Vitam Tam Sajivam Sadvaitam Sabhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padam Sadhanarita Shri Vishatam Vitam Yuscha Nama Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prashtaya Bhutale Shri Mate Bhakti Devam Saraswami Vinami Namaste Saraswati Devi Gauravani Prasadine Nirvisesha Shunya Madi Pascha Pradeshatarine Panchakalpaturu Vyascha Kripasunda Vyavacha Patitanam Kavani Vyavashnavi Vyavamonamaha Jaya Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gararhar Shri Vasadi Gauravakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare Hare so I'd like to, for the rest of the class, uh, read another few verses of how we can stay absorbed in remembering Lord Chaitanya and appreciating this gift um, that he's given, um, especially this Premanam Sankirtan. Uh, Described that he broke open the storehouse of love of God and distributed, it ate, tasted the contents, and distributed this, these contents, just like uh, distributing a gift. Um, but just one thing from today's verse, just, uh, just a uh, moment ago in the Sajari, I was talking with Tulsi Vallabhapur, when we were discussing how people uh, may hear of Krishna's pastimes in the 10th canto. And if they're not purified uh, in consciousness, they actually may think, wait, what is, what is this? Where is like, the all opulent God? Here's this like, little blue boy stealing butter and going out with girls at the dead of night and killing demons and um, yeah, doing all kinds of things, sliding in cow dung and peeing on the floor and 
depends on like this is like it sounds like what my you know six year old ten year old and fourteen year old do you know, sneak out at night that's what fourteen year olds start doing and six year olds like think it's funny to like pee on the floor you know fart or whatever <laughs> and like and then yeah they just say this is you know this just sneak or like kids like hey look at I'm just gonna parents aren't here and do some vandalism. So almost like, how is this God? And it's a, it's, it's a, it becomes very difficult for one, Prabhupada is saying here, even something like life comes from life, because one does not have the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, um, then they actually can't write, but what to say, understand transcendental literatures, what to say, writing transcendental literatures, and expounding on you know, personalism. At best, maybe they can discuss a little of the awe and reverence of the Lord. So he was sharing how in some religious traditions, yeah, God is great beyond this world. He's supreme, all master, the great master, the great creator. And then you come into touch of hearing about, wait, the source of that? You don't, you know, you remove, you, you hear about the source and then in the, in the, in the Vaishnava literatures, He's being described as this little boy that runs around and has girlfriends and steals butter and kills demons, etc. And it can be quite bewildering, as Queen Daisy expresses. So, we're so fortunate that uh, by the mercy of Lord Chaitanya, what to say of even worldly difficulties, how much solace it gives the mind just when we're in difficult situations with our own self or with others or things in life in general. Um, just to be able to like remember Lord Chaitanya, just to have that solace and how much solace that can bring. What to say of philosophical understandings of Radha and Krishna, you know, Atma, Tattva, Gyan, philosophy of the soul. Um, just by remembering Lord Chaitanya, Krishna's Kaviraj here is giving the, the uh, warranty, the, the formula. Remember Lord Chaitanya, Katanchana Smriti Yasmin, Dushkaram Sukaram Dushkaram Sukaram Bhavet, Vismrite Vipritam Set, Sri Chaitanya Namamitam. So things that are very difficult to do become easy to execute when somehow or other simply remembers Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But if one does not remember him, even easy things become very difficult. For this Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, I often respect the deficiencies. And even if our faith isn't so developed, even in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, it doesn't hurt to give it a try. We're all experiencing some dukkha, some difficulty, some distress, some anxiety, and we're looking for some kind of solace. So why not give this a try? All right, I hear, I remember Lord Chaitanya, let's see where that goes, for one. And one can even just make an experiment. Uh, all right, I'm going to start remembering Lord Chaitanya uh, in difficult situations and see how this helps me, and then experience, experience how Lord by that remembrance is helping me through, and even making difficult things actually easy to handle. Whereas without remembering Lord Chaitanya, even simple little things, easy little things like, you know, because I can't take the knot off on my shoe when it punches a hole in the wall or something. What to say, like, someone that maybe we're having some conflict with, or the weather's not good, you know, we think, oh, I don't want to be here, and whatever it is, we, we turn to so many different options that are either self-destructive or, you know, just not going to have a very wholesome result. So even these little things like that, all right, I'm going to just remember Lord Chaitanya's name, Goranga, Goranga, and all right, I'll just patiently undo my knot of the shoe or whatever it is. Victor just shared with me the shower head is broken downstairs and it's like, oh man, the shower's busted and we got three guys there and we gotta figure this out. This is overwhelming. It can actually be very overwhelming. One could consider that like, oh man, my day is like full of anxiety. But to say interpersonal dealings, how challenging those are with animal persons. So remember Lord Chaitanya and those things that are difficult, um, see how they start becoming easier to handle. It doesn't mean that we just we'll become passive and we just sit back, like Prabhupada said, Arjuna just didn't sit back and smoke ganja and then have Krishna do everything. 
No, he was right on the front line. So it still means that we're taking responsibility, we're being active, we're being on the front lines, and you know, being instrumental. Uh, just like you know, got to go to Home Depot and get a new shower head and put it on. <coughs> and while you're doing that, remember Lord Chaitanya. You see names of Lord Chaitanya singing Maha Mantra. So then, at least while that's being accomplished, and the endeavor is being, you know, one's engaging in that endeavor to deal with whatever challenges, uh, those things become easy to do. And then the verse that is there in tenth canto, that then be able to tolerate and patiently go through reversals uh, will be much more uh, welcoming, much more easier to do. So as far as this gift of Lord Chaitanya, Prabhupada saying, these are the gifts of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, one way to really appreciate that gift is to understand what he's, what he and the Panchatattva have given. So in this past month, we had Nityananda Trayodashi at Vaitacharya's appearance day, and then we have Gorpanin coming up. So this wonderful gift of Lord Chaitanya, and in some of these purports, we can really appreciate the gift of Srila Prabhupada's gift what Srila Prabhupada has given. And he's been instrumental to give that gift of Lord Chaitanya to the rest of the world. He took so much risk and courage uh, to do so against all opposition. So this is in the Aririd of chapter 7, and we'll just read a thread of these verses. <clears throat> the Panchatattva themselves, oh, I'm sorry, 2021, 20, Aririd chapter 7, The characteristics of Krishna are understood to be a storehouse of transcendental love. Although that storehouse of love certainly came with Krishna when he was present, it was sealed. But when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came with his associates of the Panchatattva, they broke that they broke the seal and plundered the storehouse to taste transcendental love of Krishna. So you can visualize Ochita is plundering the storehouse and Tasting the transcendental love of Krishna, which in Shiva's Angam, Shiva's Angam is very much depicting this. That whole, they were really tasting it all night long. And they, it was even closed door. Doors were locked, very internal, intimate kirtans they were having before they broke open the door and brought it out to the public. They broke the seal and plundered the storehouse to taste transcendental love of Krishna. The more they tasted it, the more their thirst for it grew. Short purport, so I think within 10 minutes we can read these verses. Sri Chaitanya, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is called Mahavada Nyaya Avatar because although he is Sri Krishna himself, he's, he's even more favorably disposed to poor fallen souls than Lord Sri Krishna. When Lord Sri Krishna himself was personally present, he demanded that everyone surrender unto him and promised that he would give one all protection. Verse? That's what I was referring to. Sarvadhyam. Yeah, Saradharma Prichaja, Mame Kam Sharanana Bhaja, Am Kam Saratakudra, Mokshayamakhana Nasuchaha. But when Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to this earth with his associates, he simply distributed love of God without discrimination. Sri Rupa Goswami, therefore, could understand that Sri Chaitanya was none other than Sri Krishna himself. For no one but the Supreme Personality of God can distribute confidential love of the Supreme Person. Sri Panchatattva themselves danced again and again and thus made it easier to drink nectarian love of Godhead. They danced, cried, laughed, and chanted like madmen. And in this way, they distributed love of Godhead. Purport. People generally cannot understand the actual meaning of chanting and dancing. Describing the Goswamis, Sri Srinivasacharya stated, Krishna Kirtana Gananarpana Parao. Not only did Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates demonstrate this chanting and dancing, but the six Goswamis also followed in the next generation. The present Krishna consciousness movement follows the same principle, and therefore simply by chanting and dancing we have received good responses all over the world. It is to be understood, however, that this chanting and dancing do not belong to this material world. They are actually transcendental activities. 
And the more one engages in chanting and dancing, the more he can taste the nectar of transcendental love of Godhead. I was thinking this principle of when one is full, then one then that overflow will naturally sprinkle onto others. So in the Sankirtan Yajna, to the degree that the Sadakas, the Vaishnavas, just like Prabhupada said, the temples are like a base where to send out the soldiers. So at the base, I was talking to um, AJ, wow, the training in the military, when you're up at four in the morning, you start doing jumping jacks, burpees, push-ups, you're, you're given like, you go in the shower, it's like quick, quick plain water, then you, you, you move to your left or whatever, and then you get soaked up, kind of like a car wash, basically. And then at the end, there's like a dryer, and boom, you're just moving like that. And then if someone's, late up, if someone's up late at night, and they kind of don't, they're not showing up properly in the morning, the whole barrack, or whatever you call it, gets, yeah, so one, one time someone like was doing something like at 11 at night or something, they were in bed, and then uh, everyone had to get up and do like crawls through the mud in the snow in the winter. And so it's like that person is like not going to be very appreciated throughout the day because the whole platoon actually, just like let's say someone in the ashram, you know, it's like bedtime and then someone's doing something. Then the leader comes in and says, everyone up and we're going on a five mile chopper walk. Um, 16 rounds from 1 in the morning to 3 in the morning, and then you got to stay right to the morning program. Seriously, that's actually how the discipline is. And these guys, they're like 18, 19, 20-year-olds. That's like gnarly. You know what? Harley. <laughs> that's like, that's, that's like, that's, like, when Prophet says, duties must be carried out like military discipline, when AJ, I didn't realize, I said, so give me the details of what you went through. I was like, wow, that's like really intense, you know? And there's so much responsibility, so much accountability. And even if you like, like this is too much for me, to get out of it takes like two years. So most people just stay. Just to, to get out of the military, it takes like two years to finally be given permission. <laughs> so it's like, well, might as well just stay and finish it up. Anyhow, um, the reason I'm bringing that up is, oh yeah, because the temples are a base where they send out the soldiers. So those who are serving and part of the Sankirtan Yajna, it says that this chanting and dancing do not belong to this material world. So it's so important. We may not be on the Shuddha Sattva, we may not be Shuddha Bhaktas, but at least in our base camp, we're cultivating uh, the regulative principles in such a way so when we go out, the chanting and dancing is not just the charisma of the instruments and the voice and the numbers of persons, but it's the internal, it's the, it's the, it's the, out, it's the overflow of the discipline and sincerity and dedication of what's happening at the base. So when one goes out, it just comes out and that's what people are receiving. That's what they're experiencing. Wow, there's something happening. Just like on Sunday feast, people are coming in. Well, in this space here, from Monday to Sunday, every day from, you know, 3.30 to 9 in the morning, there's people like practicing, and that vibration is reverberating in the atmosphere. Similarly, when we go out to the street, it's not just like the orchestrated instrumentals and the voice and the dancing, which is nice, that's important to do, but it's really just the sincerity of the devotee, the sincerity of purpose, and so even if, if that's not all there, when you have the presence of such sadhakas, whatever's overflowing, people are going to receive that. On top of that, coordinating the kirtan, coordinating the book distribution, making sure you're speaking nicely. Vaisheshya Guru says, leave everyone with a good impression. And sometimes in book distribution, I remember just sometimes, just, you know, you just meet someone, and it's, you know, especially you go out with Mother Nidra, it's not any complicated manipulation, it's right from the heart. And, um, and people are experiencing that overflow of sincerity from, from the devotee that's distributing the books or distributing the holy name. So Prabhupada says something very interesting here. Um, and therefore, simply by chanting and dancing, we have received good responses all over the world. And it is to be understood, however, that this chanting and dancing do not belong to this material world. So similarly, the sadhakas do not belong to this material world. It's happening at the base camp, 
is that they're cultivating transcendental uh, lifestyle. So then when they go out, that's what's overflowing. Yeah, so it can't just be a mechanical presentation. The more one engages in chanting and dancing, the more he can taste the nectar of transcendental love of Godhead. So, yeah, I, was just, I just brought that up with AJ, and it's like, wow, that is such an intense uh, coming in, like bhakti program. Can you imagine that? Like, I, I think it's actually a good policy. If one person misbehaves, so then when it does, everyone's like, all right, I don't want to mess it up with all the others. I think it's actually like a really nice practice because it really invites like a lot of responsibility. Like, oh, it's not just me who's going to be kind of have to get a detention or a timeout, but it's the whole platoon. <laughs> one in the morning, crawling from the mud, just because one person was like sneaking food out at midnight or something. They went out and like sneaking some munchies or something. In distributing love of Godhead, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his associates did not consider who was a fit candidate and who was not. Nowhere such distribution should or should not take place. They made no conditions. Wherever they got the opportunity, the members of the Panchatava distributed love of Godhead. So I got a really good report yesterday. Uh, Nikunja and Brandon were downstairs having prasadam after the Haranam. I think you were there. And her uh, 12 devotees were out. And there, there we are, 16th Street Mall. It's not like, well, 16th Street Mall, it's, um, you know, maybe it's too materialistic or whatever. Well, of course, they were used to going out. Um, but we see devotees have gone out to all unique places. So the Panchatapa, they didn't consider who was a fit candidate and who was not. Nor were such distributions should or should not take place. They made, they made no conditions. Wherever they got the opportunity, the members of the Panchatapa distributed love of Godhead, purport. These are very strong purports Prabhupada gives here. There are some rascals who dare to speak against the mission of Lord Chaitanya by criticizing the Krishna consciousness movement for accepting Europeans and Americans as Brahmanas and offering them sannyas. But here is an authoritative statement that in distributing love of Godhead, one should not consider whether the recipients are Europeans, Americans, Hindus, Muslims, etc. The Krishna consciousness movement should be spread wherever possible. And one should accept those who thus become Vaishnavas as being greater than Brahmanas, Hindus, or Indians. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu desired that his name be spread in every, each and every town and village on the surface of the globe. This is a beautiful verse. Krishna Jita Achin. Yata Nagara Vignam Sarvacha Pachore Hoibit Modanam. Therefore, when the cult of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is spread all over the world, should those who embrace it not be accepted as Vaishnavas? Brahmanas and sannyasis, these foolish arguments are sometimes raised by envious rascals. But Krishna conscious devotees do not care about them. We strictly follow the principles set down by the Panchatattva. So clear and assertive, Prabhupada is, yeah? He's just so fearless. He's just like envious, you know, he's so confident that this is being blessed by the Prampara and directed by Lord Chaitanya. Although the members of the Panchatava plundered the storehouse of love of Godhead and ate and distributed its contents, there was no scarcity, for this wonderful storehouse is so complete that as the love is distributed, the supply increases hundreds of times. Purport. A pseudo-incarnation of Krishna once told his disciple that he had emptied himself by giving him all knowledge and was thus spiritually bankrupt. Such bluffers speak in this way to cheat the public. But actual spiritual consciousness is so perfect that the more it is distributed, the more it increases. Bankruptcy is a term that applies in the material world, but the storehouse of love of God in the spiritual world can never be depleted. Krishna is providing for millions and trillions of living entities by supplying all their necessities. And even if all the innumerable living entities wanted to become Krishna conscious, there would be no scarcity of love of Godhead. No would there be insufficiency in providing for their maintenance. That's quite a bold statement. No, no, nor would there be insufficiency in providing for their maintenance. There's that lecture sometimes in the altar you hear prophets say, and we are spending 20 lakhs or 60 lakhs of rupees. How is this? We are not, we are not working. You know, we are not working. How is this that you know, Krishna is bringing it. He says, this is Krishna. everything is coming from Krishna. Prabhupada had such a 
faith and confidence. Doesn't mean that we just sit back. You know, he expresses that we work for Krishna. We work very diligently for Krishna, but we have full dependency. So he's saying, and he said, "Come live, with, come live with us," but they will not do. After we express them with the principles of, no, no, sorry, I, I can't live that way. Our Krishna consciousness movement was started single-handedly, and no one provided for our livelihood. But at present, we are spending hundreds and thousands of dollars all over the world, and the movement is increasing more and more. Thus, there is no question of scarcity. Although jealous persons may be envious, if we stick to our principles and follow in the footsteps of the Panchatattva, this movement will go on unchecked by imitation swamis, sannyasis, religionists, philosophers, or scientists. For it is transcendental to all material considerations that for those who propagate the Krishna consciousness movement should not be afraid of such rascals and fools. Translation. The flood of love of God had swelled in all directions, and thus young men, old men, women, and children were all immersed in that inundation. It's not at all surprising. Dancing in the street, I like everyone that I'm going. So this is that principle. When the contents of the storehouse of love of God are discussed, distributed, there's a powerful inundation that covers the entire land. In Sri Dhammaipur, there's sometimes a great flood after the rainy season. This is an indication that from the birthplace of Lord Chaitanya, the inundation of love of God should be spread all over the world. But this will help everyone, including old men, young men, women, and children. The Krishna consciousness, consciousness movement of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is so powerful that it can inundate the entire world and interest all classes of men in the subject of love of Godhead. So this inundation is really nice how Krishna Kamaraj unpacks it. The Krishna consciousness is movement will inundate the entire world and drown everyone, whether one be a gentleman, a rogue, or even lame, invalid, or blind. And then in a few verses it describes how that flood is like it's drowning the tendency for sense gratification. Purport. Here again, it may be emphasized that although jealous rascals protest that Europeans and Americans cannot be given the sacred thread or sannyas, there is no need even to consider whether one is a gentleman or a rogue, because this is a spiritual movement which is not concerned with the external body of skin and bones. Because it is being properly conducted under the guidance of the Panchatattva, strictly following the regulative principles, it has nothing to do with external impediments. Verse. When the five members of the Panchatattva saw the entire world drown in love of Godhead and the seed of material enjoyment in the living entities completely destroyed, they all became exceedingly happy. In this connection, Srila Bhakti Siddhartha Saraswati Thakur writes in his Anubhasya that since the living entities all belong to the marginal potency of the Lord, each and every living entity has a natural tendency to become Krishna conscious, although at the same time, the seed of material enjoyment is undoubtedly within him. So we experience that as sadhakas, especially in the Vajana Kriya to the Anartanavritti stage. That we see that potential of just fully absorbing and committing to the bhakti sadhana, devotional service, the regulative principles, and at the same time, the seed of material enjoyment we still see that um, side by side, especially in the Nartha Navriti stage. The seed of material enjoyment, water by the course of material nature, fructifies to become a tree of material entanglement that endows a living entity with all kinds of material enjoyment. To enjoy such material facilities is to be afflicted with the three material miseries. However, when by nature's law there is a flood, the seeds within the earth become inactive. Similarly, as an inundation of love of God it spreads all over the world, the seeds of material enjoyment become impotent. Thus, the more the Krishna conscious, consciousness movement spreads, the more the desire for material enjoyment decreases. The seed of material enjoyment automatically becomes impotent with the increase of Krishna consciousness movement. So just to kind of reflect on that a little bit too, when Prabhupada when Satsuri Maharaj, I think, Bhakti Tirtha Swami, they were traveling, going to parks and events. They were doing a lot of preaching. Prophet said, this is very nice. And now, 
uh, boil the milk. Now make sure that goat, because what use is thousands of people coming, but then no substance, kind of like shooting stars. So then he used this phrase, now boil the milk. You have, David Mirza Swami says, you've got, if you have milk, now start boiling it. So get milk, so you know, get out and preach. Now people have come, now make sure to boil the milk, make it into burfi. That would have been really nice, creamy burfi. So now, um, boil the milk. So it doesn't mean we stop. At the same time, we boil the milk. For what reason? Because when you boil the milk, then the sadakas go from Bhajan Kriya to Shraddha and, that, and then start to get to Nishta. Like to say, Vasakti and uh, Ruchi, Bhav, Prem, etc. So those persons then, when the seed of material enjoyment auto becomes impotent, it increases the Krishna consciousness movement. So then, for those sadhakas, then they can be that much more dynamic and be instrumental to inspire others in Krishna consciousness. So it's this side-by-side -side process, giving out, and then making sure that, again, at base camp, there's a very strong... Base camp this doesn't just mean the temple, just wherever one is bhajan is, uh, one is really uh, going deep and coming to the madhyam level, madhyam arakari level, coming towards nishta, etc. So that as to be instrumental, Prabhupada saying here that more the Krishna consciousness movement spreads, the more the desire for material enjoyment decreases, the seed of material enjoyment automatically becomes impotent with the increase of Krishna consciousness movement. So our own personal barometer, my the seed of material enjoyment automatically becomes impotent with the increase of Krishna consciousness movement and for individually Krishna conscious sadhana. The sudden has taken place, then what will be evident is a seed from material enjoyment will become impotent. Instead of being envious that Krishna consciousness is spreading all over the world by the grace of Lord Chaitanya, those who are jealous should be happy, as indicated here by the words Parama Ulasa. But because they are Pranishta Arakaris or Prakrita Bhaktas, materialistic devotees who are not advanced in spiritual knowledge, they are envious instead of happy, and they try to find faults in the Krishna consciousness movement. Yet Srimad Prabodhananda Saraswati writes in his Chaitanya Chandramrita that when influenced by Lord Chaitanya's Krishna consciousness movement, Krishna consciousness movement, materialists become averse to talking about their wives and children. Supposedly, learned scholars give up their tedious studies of Vedic literature. Yogis give up their impractical practices of mystic yoga. Aesthetics give up their austere activities of penance and austerity. And sannyasis give up their study of Sankhya philosophy. Thus they are all attracted by the bhakti yoga practices of Lord Chaitanya, cannot relish another superior to that of Krishna consciousness. Thanks. The more the five members of the Panchatattva cause the rains of love of God to fall, the more the inundation increases and spreads all over the world. Purport. The Krishna consciousness movement is not stereotyped or stagnant. It will spread all over the world in spite of all objections by fools and rascals that Europeans and American Malachas cannot be accepted as Brahmanas or Sannyasis. Here it is indicated that this process will spread and inundate the entire world with Krishna consciousness. Just uh, finishing up here. The impersonalists, fruit of workers, false logistics, blasphemers, non-devotees, and those among the student community are very expert in avoiding Krishna consciousness movement, and therefore the inundation of Krishna consciousness cannot touch them. Like my body philosophers in the past, such as Prakashananda Saraswati and Banaras, modern impersonists are not interested in Lord Chaitanya's Krishna consciousness movement. They do not know the value of this material world. They consider it false and cannot understand how the Krishna consciousness movement can utilize it. They are so absorbed in impersonal thought that they take it for granted that all spiritual variety is material. Because they do not know anything beyond this misconception of the Brahma Jyoti, they cannot understand that Krishna the Supreme Personality of God, it is spiritual, and therefore beyond the conception of the material illusion. Whenever Krishna incarnates personally or as a devotee, these Mayavadi philosophers accept him as an ordinary human being. This is condemned in Bhagavad Gita 911. Fools arriving, when I descend into human form, they do not know my transcendental nature as the Supreme Lord of all that being. There are also other unscrupulous persons who exploit the Lord's appearance by posing as incarnations to cheat the innocent public. 
The incarnation of God should pass the tests of the statements in the Shastras and also perform uncommon activities. Mother Parishan was elaborating on that yesterday. One should not accept the rascal as an incarnation of God, but should test his ability to act as a Supreme Personality of God. For example, Krishna taught Arjuna in Bhagavad Gita, and Arjuna also accepted him as a Supreme Personality of God. But for our understanding, Arjuna requested the Lord to manifest his universal form, thus testing whether he was actually the Supreme Lord. Similarly, one must test the so-called incarnation of Godhead according to the standard criteria. To avoid being misled by an exhibition of mystic powers, it is best to examine the so-called incarnation of God in the light of the statements of the Shastras. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is described in the Shastras as an incarnation of Krishna. Therefore, if one wants to imitate Lord Chaitanya and claim to be an incarnation, he must show evidence in the Shastras about his appearance to substantiate his claim. Okay, I just wanted to finish off this last verse here. Seeing that the Maya bodies and others were fleeing, Lord Chaitanya thought, I wanted everyone to be immersed in this inundation of love of Godhead, but some of them have escaped. Therefore, I shall devise a trick to drown them also. Purport. Here's an important point. Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wanted to invent a way to capture the Maya bodies and others who did not take interest in the Krishna consciousness movement. This is a symptom of an acharya. An acharya who comes for the service of the Lord cannot be expected to conform to a stereotype, for he must find the ways and means by which Krishna consciousness may be spread. Sometimes jealous persons criticize the Krishna consciousness movement because it engages equally both boys and girls in distributing love of Godhead. Srila Bhakti Siddhanta, when he first went into Vrindavan, his disciples were in these black suits with like cuffs and like turbans, black turbans, and leather shoes. Um, it's very regal looking. First going into Vrindavan, these devotees from Mayapur, I believe, it's like Bhanavaraj, I'm not sure, but a whole group of them. And there they are, like in black suits and tailored, and you know, with these kind of cuffs and like vests. Yeah, they dressed up like this, turbans. They didn't come in sannyasadish or like in Dodi and Chatter. <laughs> That's how they first came in, in a car, riding in a, driving in a car. It's very revolutionary, and there's a like confusion even uh, when that first happened. So, as far as this point about an acharya, um, cannot be expected to conform to a stereotype. Srila uh, Bhakti Siddhanta also uh, moved in that manner. But he must find the ways and means by which Krishna consciousness may spread. I already had a huge festival and it was like electricity all over, right? Were you sharing that with me? That, that was you, right? Oh yeah, you were giving class. And you had a whole like kind of camp. It was like a big exhibition. And it was dioramas and electronics and everything. He was engaging in everything for the preaching. Especially at that time, it was quite unique, right, to see such a thing. Sometimes jealous persons criticize the Krishna consciousness movement because it engages equally both boys and girls in distributing love of Godhead. Not knowing that boys and girls in countries like Europe and America mix very freely, these fools and rascals criticize the boys and girls in Krishna consciousness for intermingling. But these rascals should consider that one cannot suddenly change a community's social customs. However, since both the boys and the girls are being trained to become preachers, those girls are not ordinary girls, but are as good as their brothers who are preaching Krishna consciousness. Therefore, to engage both boys and girls in fully transcendental activities is a policy intended to spread the Krishna consciousness, move, Krishna consciousness movement. Sorry. These jealous fools who criticize the intermingling of boys and girls will simply have to be satisfied with their own foolishness because they cannot think of how to spread Krishna consciousness by adopting ways and means that are favorable for this purpose. Their stereotype methods will never help spread Krishna consciousness. Therefore, what we are doing is perfect by the grace of Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, for it is He who proposed to invent a way to capture those who stray from Krishna consciousness. Here you can see the type of risk and flexibility and uh, yeah, adjust, adjustments that Srila Prabhupada Bhakti Siddhanta they did. And then side by side, we can also see that it wasn't that they were just so just, all right, let's just 
go for anything uh, side by side um, their lives were quite disciplined and very strict and very, they were very cautious in their dealings uh, whether it was with disciples, women, money, properties, their own sadhana. So they maintained that. And then, and because they had such, uh, they were so exemplary themselves, that the sadhachar was, was there, then in certain circumstances they could see, all right, these young boys and girls are intermingling, how to engage them, and be very, like, dynamic. Which Srila Prabhupada was so dynamic. This, like on that one farm he went to, I believe, there's like all these like naked hippies. And he started the lecture like, oh, you all like to be close to nature. You're all like, you're all like into being natural. Just to kind of like win the, you know, this, imagine Prabhupada, this sannyasi, brahmana, vaishnava, elderly, regal personality, sitting in that environment. You know, it's like tough enough when someone comes to a Sunday feast with smelly socks. It's like, right? Excuse me, sir, uh, we just asked if you, we have a hose just two houses down from there. We wash your feet. Or, you know, whatever we might have to. I mean, that's, it's appropriate. We do need to set certain boundaries. But imagine just doing a, or you know, you do a college program and someone comes in a little high. Imagine doing a program and people on LSD and there's like half smoke blowing in their face and people are coming up to you all freaking out because they're having a bad trip. And there's Prabhupada just maintaining such integrity and dignity and just willing to break these stereotypes. It was unusual for Sanyasi to be in such an environment, right? To take such a risk and then to engage the young boys and girls. And then we also hear from the disciples at a certain point, okay, now rise up. You know, they were getting up like late in the morning, okay, rise up four, and now get married. What? Marriage? <laughs> okay, no more intoxication, no more donut, no more going to the, I think, they're going to the donut shop. What's it? Yeah, the Dunkin' Donuts. And, and then whack the cigarette box, and you're going to let this get between you and Krishna. So, Prabhupada, you know, he did whack that cigarette box, and he did, you know, say, okay, you know, get married, uh, no more sannyas. So he did start to um, set boundaries and be assertive, establish the discipline. Uh, but just to initially uh, get going, he, uh, you can see he, he wasn't bound to the stereotypes, the conventional stereotypes. So anyway, I love those verses. Uh, this Prabhupada is so revolutionary. He was so challenged by even God brothers and people in the you know, caste brahmanas saying, what's he doing? Um, what's going on? Even during the sannyas initiation, there was a kitchen at Krishnas Babaji and they were doing all these ceremonies and Prabhupada was like, praise the body. You know, he was leading kirtan. Prabhupada was just so happy to have kirtan going on there. They were doing all these like, kind of ceremonies and rituals. Prabhupada had full faith in the Sankirtan process. There were also times where Prabhupada, when it wasn't favorable, was it in Bombay? He actually stopped the Harinam. There was because they were throwing money at the devotees. They were throwing kind of money at them. So he So then he adjusted and said he liked membership. So he you know, so Prabhupada would adjust. It wasn't just yeah, the the inattentive and kind of not thoughtful about it. Um, yeah, with integrity, with dignity, with respect, take this chanting and dancing, and young boys and girls going out to the street, inviting everyone. And, actually the Papa did, just be aware of the environment. And, uh, yeah, just like, you know, we may not go at four in the morning around the neighborhood and wake everyone up. And we may be, you know, be sensitive. So then we, we consider, all right, what are, what's an environment? That will be conducive, that people appreciate. Okay. Anyhow, these verses mainly I wanted to share like Lord Chaitanya's gift that he broke open the storehouse of love of God, tasted the contents, and then distributed it. So similarly, as followers of Lord Chaitanya, the Panchatattva, or the Gauri Vaishnava Guru Prampara, to taste what they're giving, and then to then give that, and then to distribute that uh, on behalf of the proper emergency thing. Hare Krishna. So any reflections or
black and white thing. And I was just reflecting how Prabhupada's purports, they allow us to get to that platform more easily. And we're not like uh, uh, Babaji, you know, like he was criticizing the people in India who criticized him for having so many Western body disciples and many women together. So if we, if we were to get these books, Prabhupada's books, without his purports, it'd be easy just to, to be stuck on the Commission platform for so long, mm. but because he's made, made it so accessible, and the preaching too, preaching that really helps uh, to see like the comparison between devotee and a non-devotee and help us like appreciate and not be critical. And, um, so yeah, I just appreciate his purports. Yes, I mean, just, just these verses themselves are quite nectar, and the purports are quite. Activist revolutionary world. <laughs> like you really see prophets coming up, fools and rascals, envious people who are jealous. The purple, the verses aren't pocket. The verses are this thing, Lord Chaitanya's place in the contents, distributing that love, not considering who's fit, who's unfit. Like, wow, this is and then Prophet's really unpacking it and so showing like, yes, I'm what I'm doing is fully sanctioned by Lord Chaitanya. You know, you got something to say? <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's being fully sanctioned. And he's to the point where he's very, you know, very assertive and quite strong. You know, there's those who are envious of what I'm doing, basically. And we stand by Lord Chaitanya's order. Yeah, purports really give it kind of that clarity. And Prabhupada's like, you know, in general. Sinapati Bhakta. Yeah, <clears throat> just one side. He was criticized in the West for being too strict, and he was criticized in India for being too uh, lenient. Mm. <laughs> so it's just like, you want to get criticized no matter what. Mm. Yeah. But um, I really liked the point that you made um, about how Bhakti Siddhanta was so liberal when it came to spreading Christian consciousness. And then at the same time, when it came to his own practice and even his disciples, he was very, very strict. And I was also remembering some anecdote that was also another example that Bhakti Siddhanta did some far out thing for preaching that even today we would be like, oh my God, like, we had like, have, have like meat available just to get people to hear or roll babies so that they can keep doing service. Yeah, and there was something where, he, I don't remember, but he had some popular person speak or something like that, you know? But he didn't allow his disciples to go, basically. So I was just reflecting, and it's a really important when we're preaching that we have to be able to decipher between the two, you know, if we're, if we're going out and, you know, understanding that that's the purpose, that there might be some adjustments being made but we don't um, take those in as our own, you know, like lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, and then just uh, also to understand that uh, even in like today's society, like, like how Prabhupada was making adjustments, Bhakti Sanatha made adjustments, and even today there are adjustments that are needed to be made. Because of the, um, the mindset of the people. And I just wanted to share one um, yeah. statistic recently that I came across. Um, it's the top problems, disciplinary issues in schools from the 1940s till the 1990s. So, just to show how different the mindset is of people today. In the 1940s, the top Disciplinary issues was talking, chewing gum, making noise, running in the halls, getting out of line, wearing improper clothing, and not putting paper in the wastebasket. <laughs> and in, 19, in the 1990s, the top problems, disciplinary issues in schools were one, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, pregnancy, suicide, Rape, robbery, and assault. And that was 30 years ago. So, 
30 years ago in the 1990s. Yeah. The 90s. There was the 1940s, and then that was the yeah. first list. And then the second list was the 1990s, which was 30 years ago. So, it's how it's, we sometimes even get stuck in, um, you know, where is calm? And just like stuck in it, this is the way that we do things. Uh, but it's been 50 years you know, since this time has been born and things have grown and everything. Yeah, I mean, and even the intensity of what's happened out there socially, right? Yeah, it's interesting. Sutsurit Mara shares a, a memory where he was on a walk and Prophet, the day before, Prophet said, and thousands and ten thousands and millions and ten millions of people will be coming. So the next day he asked him, he said, Prophet, he said like thousands, hundred thousands, millions of people will be coming. Like, how is this? And he said, it will all depend on your purified preaching. If there's sense gratification, then he'll simply use this word churchianity. He said, it'll simply become churchianity, meaning that it'll just become a building of bricks. So he really emphasized that the sadaka, and, and by going out, it's purifying, right? But when you go out on Sankirtan, it's actually so purifying. So it's, it's a combination. By going out, we get purified and humbled, and we start to like see what we need to work on. We want to like become what we need to get back, and like, wow, I want to like check the grounds and you know make sure because like wow, I'm representing. So Prabhupada uses for purified preaching. It all depends on one's purified preaching, and uh, and then the, and then that will attract the, the people to come. And then as you were pointing out too, just that, that awareness of like wow, what's going on out there. You know, people heavy issues on all different levels of addiction and crisis and violence, and it's, it's intense. And so, how are we meeting those persons and supporting them? Yeah. Call of the day for sure. Yes, no permission. Kovida was um, describing where it seems like it's just a short comment and then there's something else. Um, yeah, it all stems from dysfunction, dysfunctional families, industrialization, politics, different factors, right? That's causing all that. Um, Maya, ultimately. Yeah, you were describing how these disciples of Bhakti that they were in their black suits and uh, they were dressed in this way and there was electricity and so on. So I'm wondering, I don't know if you read that from Bhakti Vikas Swami's uh, Bhakti Bhagava, that one, I don't know. That's it, some memories, some, some memories given by, it was, it was a, it was a lecture given by very senior devotees okay. sharing history. Yes, yeah, so I was just wondering about that because it was in India, right? People who come from an agrarian lifestyle, uh, fairly simple folk, vestiges of Vedic culture. I was just wondering if you could say something about, or if you know of the experience, you know, what was the purpose of him doing that? Engaging, engaging like technology and yeah, Western way or whatever to people who were more conservative mm. or traditional. Yeah, what almost, was the purpose of it? Yeah, it almost seems like it would have, it would create more opposition. Like what coming into Vrindavan like that would create more opposition. And um, from my understanding, is just that he was there's this. The, the preaching the preaching was coming to the point where it was becoming more perhaps like internationally known and also to really show um, yuta, you know this high level of yuta vairagya and to really and, and also the westerners were starting to become aware of the Vaishnavas one thing about you, you are, yeah. I know that he came into a place and they Places where nobody had ever seen a car before. Mm -hmm. So basically, everybody in the village would gather around to see the car, and then he would use the the trunk of the car as a stage, and he would speak. Mm -hmm. 
So it always has a way to attract people. So although it was kind of shocking, it attracted them to like, hey, what's this? Yeah, because it was the first time they'd ever seen a moving vehicle. And so he was just using it as a way to... That period of time, I don't know, was it the 1800s? Thank you. 
report about the scientists making that behavior. So seeing how this is going to happen uh, as we bring it to you. Mm -hmm. And you know, COVID approval gave a nice class kind of unpacking his experience there in my form, the whole vision, kind of what's been happening with the TV, so that was really relevant for that. Because you had something. Um, despite Abbati Sidan's intention to preach to high profile people and things like that, another, another one of his statements was something to the effect that if the devotees dress better than the materialists, eat better than the materialists, and externally have you know, more enjoyable facilities, then logically they have no reason not to join in the lawsuits. That's, that's one, one uh, train of thought that he expressed. What, what is that phrase, dress? Is it Bhaktisiddhanta dress and then address? I, I heard someone reference the quote, first dress, then address. Oh, maybe it came from that, because if he was just, I mean, he dressed so elegantly. And you see how he dressed, and how he dressed his disciples, the kind of turbans they wore, and it's really the fine tailored coats, and they really were elegant, real gentlemanly. Yeah. Um, I was appreciating what Mother Major said about the grand display in Mayapur, with the construction and all that. And side by side with that, I was appreciating what you said in class about boiling milk. You know? So it's nice to have the grand display and then boil the milk, take care of the dilapidated temples, take care of the devotees, yeah. you know, um, charity begins at home. So act, act nice locally, balance. Act, act locally, think globally, act locally. Kind of, yeah, there's so much globally going on. I've, I've also experienced that too, that not that we, yeah, just, yeah, we, like, oh wow, we gotta, like in our own, yeah, just like in one's immediate family, right? Like, oh, the kids, you know, I want to feed the whole world, but my kids just think, you know, whatever, or my bathroom, my, my sink's broken, and meanwhile I'm trying to fix like all the other sinks in the neighborhood or something. Kind of, yeah, make sure our home front is taken care of. It's very true. And even there, my poor, I don't want to get into it, but side by side, a lot of, you know, financial, hierarchical issues, there's a lot of challenges there, so how important it is that those who are involved are in the milk, because when, you, when you're dealing with that many, that much property, millions of dollars in, in contracts, you've got to really be, there's got to be a high level of integrity in how people are moving, and if that's not there, then Lord Chaitanya is going to really check that, if there's any type of cheating or whatever it is, it's not going to happen with the Panchatava overseeing it. And so it's going to really require, as you, you know, pointing out, boiling the milk, really coming coming together a united platform to serve Guru Varanga, and with that sincerity, everything will move forward. Otherwise, it's, yeah, it's kind of razor's edge, for sure. Okay, for me, Mochitanya's moon, a couple more days, it's on the, on Monday, it's getting there. And, uh, Thank you all for hearing these verses and tomorrow's Sunday feast. Maybe Parmesha has directed a beautiful play, Kriya Chaitanya, and uh, we'll have that with some kata, and uh, go from there. Thanks for all the service in Harinam and commitment to all the seva that we're all taking responsibility for. Shri Chaitanya Charitamrita ki jai, Shri Gopal ki jai, Shri Gopani Mahamatsubha ki jai, Gopal ki